Hey everyone, welcome to the My Bible Works podcast. I'm your host, Cub Cooker. If you're brand new here, welcome to the show. MyBible.Works is an awesome app. It's a network. It's a community for you to study, meditate, and connect on God's Word, on the Holy Scriptures. It is absolutely where you want to be. If you are curious, if you're learning, if you're growing, if you're ready to step into a deeper faith and dig into the Scriptures in the way that God intends for us to do. Today, I'm going to be talking about numerology. Is it evil? Is it science? Or is it biblical? Uh, including the number 13, which I found really interesting. Um, I heard a pastor yesterday talk about how in Jewish culture, the number 13 was actually a blessed number. It was the number of mercy or grace that God extends to us. And so you see how our society traps us into believing that numerology is evil or it is science or it is anything but the very hand of God. And I want to break that down today, not as a means for you to look to it, uh, to divine personal answers for yourself, but as a means to decode what is in the Bible according to biblical numerology, looking at the ancient Hebrew calendars, looking at what the power of numbers are in the Bible. That's what we're going to talk about today. You don't want to miss it. Let's roll the intro. Welcome to My Bible Works. In this tribe, we believe in exploring the Word of God as divine expression. We believe the way of Yeshua embodying the fullness of Yahweh. In gratitude of the love we are given, we focus on things above. We read scripture as treasure, both ancient and mystic. Join me and let's explore the deeper meaning of scripture hidden in plain sight. And consider subscribing for more. And welcome back, everyone. I wanted to answer a couple of questions today about numerology that I found on Quora.com, uh, Q-U-O-R-A.com. Uh, these are not my questions. These are actually what people are searching online for. Uh, so some of the common questions over on Quora are, can Christians follow numerology? Why do I keep seeing the number or numerology of 11? One two 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 three 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 four 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 five 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 three four three and so on. Is it a sin? What is the logic in the Bible saying not to go into astrology, numerology, moon phases, and not to seek mediums? What does the number seven in the Bible mean and numerology? What do numbers mean in the Bible? Is numerology biblical? So obviously, some incredible questions here. We've got to dive in and answer them. It's so important to seek wisdom when we get into this type of thing. That's what we're doing right now. Uh, this entire series that we've been on is just kind of a exploration of the esoteric world. Uh, we've we've talked about things like astrology. We've talked about um, the the star charts and star charts and moon phases. If I can talk, my allergies are still getting to me as we're changing into the fall season here. So I wanted to hit scripture right now so we can just dive in. Seven is God's favorite number, according to Yahoo News article uh, on the 17th of May, 2014. Unbelievable, but true. Seven is God's favorite number. The proof, the Holy Bible. Throughout the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, the number seven appears many times. Seven is used 735 times in the Holy Bible. 
In the book of Revelation, seven is used 54 times. The word seventh is used 98 times, while the word sevenfold appears seven times. Also, the word 70 is used 56 times. And in the book of Genesis, which starts with the story of creation, the word created is even used seven times to highlight God's creative work. Wow, guys. Now, I did not know that. That is according to Yahoo News, but I want to look at the Bible today. I want to look at what it says. I want to seek its counsel so we know exactly where to go. Before we dive into scripture, quick uh, disclaimer, just know that I am not a pastor or a scholar. I'm a mentor who loves scripture. I'm a spiritual being and a follower of the way of Jesus. Uh, I use the names of God as in Yahweh or Yeshua out of intimacy and not dogma. So. Uh, not to offend anyone. I know some people believe we should not say those. For me, I want to say as close as I can to what the original translations were. That's just kind of an intimacy thing for me. You certainly do not have to. And then finally, I highly recommend that you do your own research and pray on everything as I do. It's absolutely important that we pray on everything. So we're diving in today. We are moving right along in our New Age to Jesus series. This is numerology versus gematria. Today we're going to talk about numerology. Tomorrow we're going to talk about gematria. I'm not going to stay on this one as long as I did the vibrations section, uh, though I could if we wanted to. There's plenty to learn in this subject. Then we'll be moving on to uh, psychics versus prophets, angelology versus messengers, and religion versus spirituality. So... I love this kind of thing, um, especially in the culture we live in. There's a lot of new age stuff going on. There has been ever since I was a kid. And so it's very important to kind of understand what we're dealing with, uh, what the biblical roots of some of those beliefs are, and how we can uh, use them as a compass rather than a god or a, a means of divination. And so uh, there's a lot of value, I think, in using some of these things as a compass. And I'm going to show you exactly how. Uh, so getting into the scripture. As we move into a time of meditation, we always give reverence to the scripture here at mybible.works. Starting with Deuteronomy 18, 10 through 12. There, should not, there, there shall not be found among you anyone who burns his son or daughter as an offering, anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or a charmer, or a medium, or a necromancer, or one who inquires of the dead. For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God is driving them out before you. What a powerful scripture. And what it must mean to us today is likely very different than what it meant uh, to the people that it was actually written to thousands and thousands of years ago. Now, it's obviously written to us, too, because we can heed the warning in this. But we need to understand what they were dealing with at the time. Uh, if you go back to my astrology section of videos, we talked about King Nebuchadnezzar, how he was building a new tower on where the Tower of Babel was and uh, looking to his astrologers and magicians. And there were things going on where people were worshiping other gods and they were worshiping sun, moon, stars, all the cycles. They were interlacing that heavily with sexuality. They were heavily interlacing that with whatever they wanted to do, with calling upon the dead, 
with all kinds of occult practices. And that is where most Christians will tell you to stay away from these things. Don't even look at them. Don't even look into numerology because you're just inviting bad things into your life. Now, I wanted to look into it for you guys so you don't have to go dig forever. Uh, I've been digging for a while, learning a lot about this. So I wanted to share with an Isaiah so that, again, we can all learn together without having to go uh, look online and get all of this uh, creepy information, if you will. So Isaiah 819 and when they say to you, inquire of the mediums and the necromancers who chirp and mutter, should not a people inquire of their God? Should they inquire of the dead on behalf of the living? Now, guys, what a powerful, in the image in the background here, I'm using some occult images because I just want to help burn into your brain an understanding of what we're talking about here. Should we not inquire of our God? Why are we turning to the dead? Why are we turning to other entities? Uh, you know, when the, the peoples were dispersed from the Tower of Babel, there's a theory, and I tend to believe this theory, that doc, Dr. Michael Heiser uh, proposed that God actually sent out, because God had other sons, other uh, heavenly hosts, uh, if you will. In the beginning, when he says, let us create in our image, he's kind of speaking to the plural there if you look at the original language and so he's got his heavenly host and when the tower of babel happened and and god was tired and he was driving them out of the land pushing them out uh because of all of this stuff that we're talking about today um that he actually gave these other peoples these different um which became different uh, tribes i'm assuming uh, again i'm not a bible scholar but he gave them to the other sons, the other sons of God, the other angelic entities um, that he was kind of delving out these territories to. And so they came to kind of worship those entities. And through that, they learned a lot of these occult practices because they were learning divine knowledge, using it in a way that was not honoring Yahweh uh, as he intended. So. Uh, I think, again, it's really important to look back at that, understand what we're talking about, um, especially if you study some of the scriptures that were maybe left out of the Bible uh, for many different reasons. But if you kind of look at the uh, what you might call mythologies between Genesis um, and then the Exodus, you kind of see where that fits together, especially in the book of Enoch. And it makes a lot of sense whether you hold that as high truth or not. I think it makes a lot of sense for us to kind of understand at least what the people believed because they were reading these scriptures like Enoch, um, especially in the time of Jesus. And so that was part of that narrative, especially thousands of years later, as we flash forward to the time of Christ, they were going to be reading all of uh, those. So let's look at Revelation here real quick. Um, or excuse me, Ephesians, uh, it sounds like Revelation, and especially the imagery in the background, 6.12 in the ESV, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. What a powerful, powerful word right there. And let me just repeat that again, again, so it just gets burned into our brains, so it can move into our hearts, so it can manifest in our lives this scripture, these words from the very essence of God. 
For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. So we know, guys, that we, we're not wrestling uh, with physical wars on this earth. Everything that's happening is happening because of the spiritual realm. Uh, everything we do has ramifications in the spiritual realm and things that are happening in the spiritual realm affect us. Uh, we are not physical bodies. We are metaphysical beings interacting in a metaphysical universe. We are just planted in these bodies to mature, to cocoon for a while. And once we realize that this body is energy and will transfer into energy and God will call us up into the air, he will give us new bodies, as it says in Revelation, uh, glorified bodies even. Uh, then we start to kind of fit together what all of these implications are that scripture is talking about. Acts 19, 17 through 19 in the complete Jewish Bible. When all this became known to the residents of Ephesus, fear fell on all of them, Jews and Greeks alike. And the name of the Lord Yeshua came to be held in a high regard. Many of those who had earlier made professions of faith now came and admitted publicly their evil deeds. And a considerable number of those who had engaged in occult practices threw their scrolls in a pile, burned them in public. When they calculated the value of the scrolls, it came to 50,000 drachmas. Uh, now, and I believe, you know, you can kind of translate that to silver or whatever you want, but uh, it was quite a hefty amount and so we're looking at the early church in acts here and uh, we knew people were selling property and they were building this community this commune that's kind of where we get the word commune uh, this idea of communal living the early church in acts was very much uh, a proponent of sell everything give it to the common good live together work together in kind of this beautiful uh, Eden on earth, if you will, through the power of Christ. Now, they were very, very specific of that, through the power of Christ. So when this was happening, you had a lot of people that were practicing the occult, that were practicing magic, that were pra practicing uh, some of these, these things that uh, we're talking about today. Uh, and so what does all this have to do with numerology? Well, numerology just gets lumped into kind of this magic category of uh, mysticism, of necromancing, of uh, psychics and tarot card readings and all of those things. Uh, things that I, my entire life, have just kind of turned a blind eye to because I was always told, don't mess with that stuff, don't look at it, don't touch it, don't talk about it, it's evil. And uh, I agree, most people that do it, uh, it is evil and it is uh, done in a manner that is trying to connect with other entities instead of Yahweh. And that's very, very important we talk about numerology here. So let's look at this because all of this adds up to an understanding of what we're talking about. Isaiah 47, 13 through 14 in the Christian Standard Bible, you are worn out with your many consultations. So let the astrologers stand and save you. Those who observe the stars, those who predict monthly what will happen to you, look, they are like stubble, fire burns them. They cannot rescue themselves from the power of the flame 
This is not a coal for warming themselves or a fire to sit beside. This is a, a cosmic fire, a eternal fire that we're talking about here. Something that will just burn them up as stubble. We hear a lot of imagery in the Bible about harvest time. We harvest the wheat and the weeds together and we put them both through the fire and burn the shaft and then the good stuff comes out the other side. Then it's made into to bread. It's made into um, kind of this bread of life um, with us as the body of Christ. But then we're warned about the leaven of the Pharisees uh, or the yeast of the Pharisees, uh, not to let that penetrate the dough and the community of Christ. So, so much imagery here. So many things that are hidden under the surface uh, that are sitting on top of the surface that we just never sift through. Uh, so reading scripture is so important to understand what we're talking about. And numerology is just woven through the scriptures. Um, as that Yahoo article said, and the one from Quora, uh, it's just absolutely incredible. The amount of numbers used in the Bible, they are meant for specific things. They correlate with star charts, uh, with zodiac signs, with all kinds of things that we kind of just want to stay away from instead of understanding what they believed back then, how they told time. Those zodiac signs were to tell times and seasons. And we've dismissed that because we have a little thing called an iPhone now or an Android or whatever you have, a smartphone. And we just look at that and go, oh, the weather's going to be this today and it's going to be sunny and I don't care about the moon and I don't care about the stars. So uh, what's the stock report like today? So that's kind of what we've traded in for some of this special knowledge or what we call esoteric knowledge that I believe is very important once you're ready to kind of dive deeper in your faith. Once you're secure enough in Christ and you're ready to kind of strap in and dig deeper, take yourself back in time and really understand what it is that the early peoples believed and what really happened between Genesis and Exodus, what was going on there defined everything that was happening in the time of Christ, which defines everything we believe now, though we have done a really good job whitewashing a lot of that and just focusing on one or two key elements. Salvation, I agree, is number one, the most important thing to focus on. However, once you have that salvation, do you not desire a deeper taste of what is beneath the surface and what it means to follow God? What it means to be in sync with the cycles he set out, even following the Gregorian calendar, is going against what God has set in the sky for us to follow and ebb and flow to and understand his feasts, his seasons, his signs for our life. Again, not as a means to divine a certain meaning for yourself as in angel numbers or I am this and my twin flame is this, but as to understand the significance of numbers in correlation to biblical prophecy, in correlation to what we see today in our skies. So important, guys. I'm very convicted about this. Uh, again, I hope you guys are, are hearing what I'm saying and kind of getting uh, all of this in your heart as well. So, 2 Thessalonians 2, 9-12 through 12 in the Names of God Bible. The man of sin will come with the power of Satan. He will use every kind of power, including miraculous and wonderful signs. But they will be lies. He will use everything that God disapproves of to deceive those who are dying. Those who refused to love the truth that would save them. 
That's why God will send them a powerful delusion that they will believe a lie. Then everyone who did not believe the truth but was delighted with what God disapproves of will be condemned. And guys, this is so easy to just say this is a, a future event. There's going to be a big lie. And while I believe that, I want you to look at the world around you right now. I want you to look at television. Now, somebody, I can't remember who it was. I was listening to a YouTube video this morning and they call it a tell lie vision. I found that very, very interesting. Tell lie vision. And that's what we're taking into our minds. That's what we're taking into our hearts. That's what we're taking in every single day. And I just want you guys to be really aware of that so that we are all on the same page when it comes to understanding our faith uh, and understanding what's going around uh, all around us because there's already a lie in the world and that lie makes it through our churches it makes it through our families our homes our televisions our computers and we have to be aware to look at the actual path that god laid out look at the signs and the stars look at the clock of the moon look at the numerology in scripture tomorrow i'm going to talk about the mark of the beast i'm going to talk about the number 666 what the significance of that actually is uh, we're going to go through a little bit more prophecy uh, and then we're going to touch on what's called gematria which is uh, a jewish system or a hebrew system of looking through the Torah and assigning a number to each letter in the Torah. Uh, it's very interesting, it works so well, it's, it's absolutely crazy, and it's more of your biblical numerology taken to a whole new level that I just can't even believe is even there because of how it works so amazingly. So we're gonna talk more about prophecy tomorrow um, and then get into gematria. Uh, so do not miss the rest of this series. Uh, we're going to have a couple of these episodes. I'm already running over today. I'm trying to keep these at about 20 minutes for the YouTube algorithm. Uh, don't forget, before I sign off, jump on over to www.mybible.works. You can join the My Bible Works network for free. There's nothing to download. You can just bookmark it for good news and biblical community each and every day. I promise you it's the best stuff you'll see on the internet, the best news the best things to lift you up and the best grassroots community that is growing every single day. We are so thankful for this community. Uh, and the network is growing. We've got Jacob's Feast now, which is a praise, balance, and create. It's, it's essentially an art collective that we're working on building uh, that's gonna have high vibration music, beautiful biblical artworks, uh, and really just a collective of creative people that love to do actual artwork for the Lord. Um, and then cubcooker.com is where you can contact me and find all of the content associated with this network. Uh, and if you're interested in working with me on any other projects, you can contact me there as well. Also, don't forget if you want to support this ministry, we appreciate it so much. You get the book study and other special workshops, which are added every couple of months by supporting this ministry as a monthly partner. Right now you can get my book, which is God given gifts of brilliance. We have an incredible digital study pack for that. It's a full workshop with uh, digital downloads. You get the book on video plus all the book lessons. It's a full immersive experience for the book. 
You can get it all through mybible.works slash all dash courses. And to grab that, all you have to do is join as a monthly supporter of this ministry. And it's uh, literally the same price as joining like a Netflix subscription or something like that. Uh, so we wanted to make that super affordable for people and really drive our ministry forward. Thank you guys for watching. I love you. Don't forget to go over to mybible.works, study, meditate, and connect. That's what this community is all about. That's why I created it. I uh, hope you guys have an awesome day. Hit the like button. Leave me a comment with what you think about what we just talked about today. I'd love to know your opinion. That helps me drive the next set of videos that we create so I can answer questions and kind of drive the narrative forward. I love you guys. Peace. Hey, My Bible Works Tribe, I hope you enjoyed that video. If you did, be sure and give it a big thumbs up and leave a comment down below with what you thought of it. Also, if you want to join us in a virtual campfire chat, jump on over to mybible.works. It's completely free and you can join a safe and open Bible study discussion with our global community.